Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. We are now going to be looking at the world of remote work, which is something which I think a lot of people uh, possibly hadn't been thinking about uh, all that much uh, before now, but now all of a sudden it has kind of been thrust upon us uh, because of the COVID uh, situation. And obviously we want to talk about it, but we also want to have the opportunity to see, is there op- is there an opportunity in this whole balagan? Uh, is there a way that perhaps uh, you could learn to remote better? Are there opportunities out there if you would like to start remoting full time? So, what we've done is we've brought on a remote expert, and we've brought him on remotely. Uh, his name is Ben Goldman, and he's the founder of Perflow and Promote Me, uh, both uh, companies that deal with the world of remote working. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Benji. Thanks for having me. Uh, I believe you're joining us from Israel today. Yep. Tel Aviv, 40 Tel- degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's good. At least uh, it'll be good for the virus. I don't think anything will survive uh, the, the Israeli summer. By the way, if you do want to ask us any questions, you're more than welcome to do so. 34519, that is the SMS line. Or if you want to telegram us, 061-895-1019. Now, Bank, we have seen in the last few um, uh, weeks uh, with the COVID crisis, uh, an enormous interest in the idea of remote working, people being sent home, um, uh, you know, people having to f- suddenly work out what Zoom is, etc. Uh, but you've been working in this for quite a long time. So how have you been seeing this uh, trajectory of this particular phenomenon within the world of work? Sure. So I think now it's been accelerated by about 10 years because of this uh Corona story. So it's really exciting for people like me that have been in and around the remote, you know, work community uh, online and and just um, very passionate about it to see the mass adoption of it. Um, and I think it will, you know, it will change the way that we work forever. I think it will be now a new normal where everyone can you know, work from home at least a few days a week or at least when they need to um, spend more time doing what they what they love, spending time with their family. So I think it's, a, it's really positive in that sense. Um, and the technologies are out there. Like it's people realize it's possible to work virtually, whereas before they, you know, would say, no, we have to work face-to-face. We have to have a meeting face-to-face. And now um, they realize it's not the case. You have to sit in traffic for an hour. Um, so I think overall it's very positive and it's 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 just going to grow from here. So maybe give us a sense about what this looks like. I think for a lot of people that you know their big adjustment has been that they have to come on on Zoom or or we're having this um, discussion via Skype. But but remote working is very much a, a whole package, right? There's a lot of things that go into it. So maybe talk to us about what the remote universe looks like if if I'm going to be a more permanent remote employee. Right. So. I mean, firstly, there's a difference between remote working and working from home here and there. So, for instance, our company is fully remote. So there's people in, you know, four different time zones around the world. We communicate mostly asynchronously. Um, 
and there's a the, the whole workflow, the whole sort of methodologies surrounding remote work are it's a new type of it's a new style of working. So I think people first have to understand that, like it's a mindset shift into how you've been working in the past from nine to five at your desk where with your colleagues uh, next to you um, to working virtually. Um, and so if, if, if people want to get more involved in this, I think the first step is to educate yourself on the best practice in terms of working remotely. Um, and there's many, many resources online, uh, that, uh, for free. And there's also remotehow.com, workplacelist.com, and they basically give you certifications, um, online training on how to work remotely, how to find remote jobs, and they take you through it from A to Z, and they, they, they help you every step of the way. Um, and so when you are looking for a remote job, uh, you'll be much more, you know, equipped and ready. For instance, if, you know, if I'm hiring somebody remotely, I'm going to preference the person that's already worked remotely before. You don't have to, like, you know, train them on the systems, on the workflow, on the, on the methodology. Um, and so I think if you're looking for a remote job, it's in your best interest to get up to speed with that and, and, and be ready, you know, in an interview and they ask you something related to, you know, do you know how to use these technologies or, um, you know, even working on your, your written communication skills, which is one of the number one, uh, factors that's important in a remote worker. Um, just upskilling yourself and learning as much as possible, growing your branding yourself is, 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 is crucial. So you have to understand your whole network is now online. So because especially if you're looking for a, a job in dollars, let's say. So the number one tool for that obviously is LinkedIn. So, you know, work on your LinkedIn profile put the keywords in remote work, looking for remote working opportunities or remote work jobs in your title, in your, in your summary, um, and start connecting with people in the industry or remote companies and just put yourself out there. Um, and you'll see opportunities come. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not as easy as I'm making it sound to be. Um, but there's definitely opportunity there and you just have to, Sort of identify what skills you could leverage, um, and and what what type of roles remote companies are hiring. Okay, we're talking to Bensi Goldman. Uh, just before that, uh, we we did have a discussion, Bensi. Uh, what does a day look like in a remote worker? What do you click on? What are you checking out on your computers? Give us a sense and, and a feel for what it means to not have to spend time in traffic. Well, it really depends. It's up to you. That's the beauty of it. I always say that remote working is designing work around your life as opposed to designing your life around your work. So in terms of <clears throat> when you're most productive, um, you know, depending on if you have a family and you need to do, you know, lifts in the morning and you start working a bit later and you pick it up or you you like to surf, you go for a surf in the middle of the day, you, you can design the, the day according to, to your, um, to your preference. But in terms of the communication tools that we use, I mean, it's mainly Zoom and Slack for us. Um, 
We don't really use email at all. Um, there's there's loads and loads of tools. I mean, you can check on Promote Me on, on the resources page of, of remote working tools to communicate, to virtually collaborate. So we use a virtual whiteboard. Um, we use design tools. And all of these tools, everyone is on them and can comment and even send videos and screenshots in real time on the same documents, on the same, um, you know, uh, design prototypes. Um, you know, we can even watch what, what people are producing in real time. Um, so, but but the majority of the day, you really are, um, especially if you're working in a company with different time zones, you really are working um, independently. So, you know, one of the the traits of a good remote worker is being able to take initiative and work autonomously um, because sometimes the person that you need to speak to is is sleeping. Um, you have to be able to be resourceful. Um, so, and, and for people that, you know, that appreciate a distraction-free environment, um, you can be much more productive working remotely as opposed to being in an office and being interrupted every five minutes. Now, there is a difference uh, as far as I can tell between, say, a company like yours, which is literally a remote working company where you're trying to get things done uh, and, and you and you say, as you say, you've got over several continents. And, and so this works very, very well uh, for you guys. But there's also a whole section of people who can reply, can apply to companies that may not be remote themselves or not fully remote, but their particular job might be, uh, and it and it helps for these companies to be able to uh, employ these kind of peoples for for all of the the, the reasons that you've been mentioning. Can, can you talk us through some of those jobs uh, that people uh, are working in and 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 might be interested in uh, if if they're listening to a show like this? Sure. So there's a fully remote company, and then there's a hybrid company. Um, and a hybrid company basically is a mix between co-located workers and remote workers. Um, so some of the popular roles, I would say, are in sales, customer success, or customer support. Um, they can be doing data analysis. Um, they can be doing account management, marketing. It, it really depends on how advanced that company is in terms of their remote first model. Um but in terms of remote roles, like the types of roles, and again, you can see, because it's such a long list, you can check it on the website on Promote Me, um, you'd be surprised at what you can do remotely. And, um, you know, now there's actually specific sites that are tailored for your skill set. So let's say Actuary or HR Consultant. So these are sites that are, are built specifically for people that want to do this type of work remotely. Um, so you freelance and get contract work or retainers um, through the site. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, and it's just about identifying, especially if you've never done it before, um, but you have a certain skill set um, that you can apply it to. So what you're kind of saying is that if you have – a, uh, you, you need to get your skill set, whatever that is, if you're a marketing person or a, uh, or, 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 as you said, an actuary or, or, or some, or salesperson or support, uh, person, if you, if you like being on the phone to customers, that sort of thing. So there's that side of the skills and then there's the actual 
uh, remote side of the skills, what you were talking about, the different uh, technologies. From a hardware perspective, what kind of stuff do you need in order to make sure that this this works? Well, for starters, you need good Wi-Fi. It's really annoying when people are always cutting out in meetings or, you know, saying, oh, I can't connect. So invest in that. And the companies that are remote will will provide, generally they'll provide a stipend for hardware and even office um, furniture like an ergonomic chair, laptop, and a, and a headset. Um, I mean, if you're a programmer, they'll generally have, you'll have two screens, um, you know, maybe like a larger TV type screen. Um, and then building your workspace is very important to have a comfortable, um, spacious work environment. It's very, it's very, um, it's recommended not to like work from your bedroom in your pajamas, you know, to separate your workspace from your, um, from your personal space. Some people I know have two computers and the one computer is work and the one is personal. And after they work, they never, uh, they never touch that computer. Um, so I mean, not too much hardware in, in that sense, unless, um, some people, some companies will maybe give you an extra, um, sort of like remote, um, remote hardware for security or if they're, they're like a, you know, financial services, if they trading stocks. But generally, I mean, all you need is a laptop, camera, a, ca- a, a, a camera laptop, uh, Wi-Fi, and, um, and a headset. I'm to Bensie Goldman today. He's on from Promote Me, and uh, we're talking about the world of remote working. If you have any questions for us on the show today, uh, please let us know. We'd be very happy to answer them. You can SMS us on 34519, or if you want to uh, telegram us, 0618951019. Now, Bensie, back in the old days, if you wanted to upskill yourself in a particular area, one thing you would do is you might go to a college or a university and you'd do a course um, so that you could get training. Now, you mentioned at the beginning certification. Is it quite as formal as that? Do you need to do some sort of course or is it do you just pop onto YouTube to learn some of this stuff? How is how is this new sector actually taught? Uh, to people who want to get involved? I think it, it definitely helps to have those certifications, which obviously they're not, you know, diplomas or degrees. It's just uh, that you've done the course and you've passed it and you know enough. Um, and so if you're a first-time remote worker and you go to a company and you say, hey, I've taught myself, um, I've learned about it, you know, firstly, that's a good sign that you take initiative and you're resourceful. Um, and secondly, uh, it saves them time from, you know, getting you up to speed. So definitely, it, and it's an all-in-one that like they take you from A to Z. So it's a good starting point. But there are, I mean, I can't tell you how many resources there are to learn about remote working, every aspect of it online for free. Um, every remote company has resources on their websites just because they're passionate about it. So they, they want to spread the good word type of thing. So for instance, GitLab, which is a fully remote company, like 1,200 people across the world, they have a handbook um, which is publicly available, and it takes you through everything from how they work, how they, and for for people itself, like in the company, how to onboard people, how to communicate, best practice. Um, there's tons and tons of resources, and again, we've put some together on the website, um, and people are always willing to. 
generally the people that were like early adopters in remote working are very happy to to help you know other people looking to to get on board or with advice like generally everyone is happy to 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 help now one of the things that people have been um I think struggling with, with this corona reality that we have is the issue of uh, uh, isolation, right? So on the one hand, you know, work colleagues are a pain and uh, you don't always like all of them. But on the other hand, at least gets you out of bed every day. You see people, you find out about their kids, uh, that sort of thing. And I realize it's probably not for everyone. But other people, uh, I think, probably do enjoy that kind of interaction. So how do remote workers, maybe from your own personal experience, deal with that sense of isolation that they might feel being stuck at home? Well, not stuck, but they are at home working mm. and they're not seeing colleagues during the day. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That is the sort of number one challenge that remote workers face, especially the more extroverted type. Um, there's actually a sensory test that we have on, on one of the assessments that can tell you, um, you know, sort of your type and, and, and it helps with how you should set up your day and your remote working environment. So for instance, if you're more an introverted type, you know, working at home, um, would be a good fit for you. But if you more social type, then working at a coffee shop or a co-working space, um, where there's more, um, you know, it's, it's much more stimulating. There's people around. You can socialize. Um, that's a better option. You don't have to work from home to be a remote worker, by the way. You could work in, in, in different places um, and meet different people. And there are actually communities of remote workers around the world that meet up, like they'll meet up once a week, and they'll all work together in a space. Um and if, I mean, if it's a very big company, there's other people in the company they can meet up with. Um, and the remote companies generally will do a retreat once or twice a year. Where they'll bring everyone together. Um, but you've got to be, you've got to be proactive about it. You know, spend time with, with people and, and make arrangements to do that. Um, so, you know, you just, you, you've got to make sure you don't fall into that, um, like spiral down into just being isolated. Obviously now, like in South Africa, you can't really do anything about it. But yeah, you've got to make an effort. And and this whole Corona thing, uh, how much damage do you think it's done to that side of the industry? Because obviously everyone is working from home. That's kind of the most extreme side of it. But places like WeWork and these sorts of places, they must be taking a hell of a hit, actually. Yeah, they're just uh, laying people off and trying to cut costs everywhere. Every startup is is um, uh, unless they uh, a startup that serves this type of model, um, they 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 literally you know just letting people go in masses. Um, so yeah, it's a pity. I mean, I know one or two companies that are uh, that have just reduced the hours and the salary, so they haven't fired anyone and they've kept them on just for much um, less amount of time. Some companies are taking the opportunity to to upskill their people during this time. But yeah, I mean, every everyone has been affected in some way. Now, let's talk about the the ability to to earn money and and, and make money. Do, do most do most companies? 
pay in dollars or do they pay in the local currency or how does how does that work? Because I imagine that that might be an attraction, particularly if you're from a, a third world country earning in a particular currency that uh, you know the dollars might be something of interest to you. Yeah, especially at uh, eighteen. What, what is it now? Eighteen point five. Yeah, nearly twenty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I mean, most most that I know pay in dollars, but they'll obviously tailor it. You know, they'll take into account the cost of living index for where you are. But I mean, if you're earning in dollars and you live in South Africa, obviously you're going to make um, a lot more um, than you would be in earning in rands. Um, and then some companies set up like sort of uh, um, you know different companies registered in different areas of their workers, so they can pay them um, just just from like a legal tax thing. Um, but from the majority I've seen, it, it's not like um, oh you're living in South Africa, we're going to pay you South African type uh, wages, you know. Um, so there's definitely opportunity to make more money doing it. For the right company and the right um, the right job, um, and that's yeah, that's a very cool part of it. Bensi Goldman today, remote working expert, and uh, finding out about this uh, new world of remote working. Bensi, talk to us a bit about your company. What is it that you guys actually focus on? Uh, you're based in Israel, where this is actually a much bigger trend than in South Africa. So, so where do you um, where do you fit in this whole scheme of things? Um, well, firstly, I'm not really based anywhere. Um, I'm sort of passing through Israel now and been here for the last uh, two, three months. Um, I was here for a program for a startup, and then I'm on my way to the States after this. And that's also the beauty of remote working. You know, you're not bound to location. Um, so, what, so let me give you a bit of context. A year ago, we started building a... A, a product that would allow people to earn points based on their performance at work and redeem those points um, via remote working days. So companies weren't letting people work remotely because they were worried about performance and the managers didn't trust them. So we came up with like a process that basically you do an assessment, um, you apply, you, you, you get deliverables set out, you get them rated and you sort of build your remote working, you know, uh, score, if you like. Um, and then we, and then we, we, we shifted more to a performance management for, for distributed teams with a focus on like project based teams or product teams. And so we still have a very big use case for, um, remote teams and distributed teams, um, especially because we leverage data that, that teams use in the apps that they use like Trello. Uh, Sana, Slack, um, and so companies that work remotely obviously have a lot more data because all the work is online and virtual. Um, so a big use case for that. And then Promote Me is really it's 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 not a for profit um, business. It's more of a project of of Perflow, um, where because we're passionate about remote working and because there's still a um, you know a bit of hesitation. Obviously, now it's a bit different, but in terms of, you know, managers allowing people to work remotely, we sort of want to help them, both the employees with resources um, and management uh, with resources and the assessments and the, um, obviously the use of our 
of our product in order to to enable them to work remotely. So if they're concerned about performance, um, we'll tell them, well, here's something you can use to uh, measure performance in real time and look at the data of the the apps that people are using and monitor um, you know progress and project health and that type of thing. So, yeah. Absolutely uh, fascinating stuff and interesting to see how things are starting to, to shift in that way and, and how you can onboard people to, to help uh, get them over that hump of, of obviously the trust the trust deficit that's there mm. because if people are not sitting in front of you, are they really working? <laughs> mm. Exactly. It's a trust thing. So is there, are there preferences demographically for, for, for remote workers? You know, we, we often, when you think about Remote working, in some respects, you might also think of call centers and, you know, you're getting through to somewhere in India or, or something like that and people don't really like that process. I mean, is, is there a particular kind of person? Do they prefer younger people, people with better English, people on particular time zones? Uh, is, is, is there some element that, that helps, uh, if you're, if you're trying to apply for a particular remote working job? Yes, I mean, I mean, as a rule of thumb, if a company is truly remote or remote first, um, they shouldn't care about the whole point is that location is not, you know, binding. And so it shouldn't matter. But having said that, they do sometimes advertise roles in specific countries. Um, and that's because they want to keep their time zones to, let's say, a maximum of three different time zones. So when they organize a sort of company all hands, um, where everyone, you know, is on a Zoom call together at one time, there needs to be a crossover of a few hours, let's say two, three hours within a day. Um, so that may be a reason. Um, another reason is just simply language for, let's say, customer support. If they need, you know, Spanish, they'll hire Spanish-speaking countries. Um, but generally, if it's a role like, you know, marketing, account management and that type of thing or programming, it shouldn't really matter. But it's obviously dependent on the company. I mean, is there a preference here for younger people versus older people because of an assumption connected to technology uh, understanding? Yes, definitely. Um, but that's in tech, uh, you know, in general, concept called uh, ageism. So it's it's, and that's why, again, it's crucial that you are up to speed with the tools and how to use them because if you do an interview. Uh, virtually and you can't even, you know, handle it in terms of the technology and the delays and issues like that's a straight no, you know. So there is a, there is a concept of that, but I mean, again, that's why re, I would say it's more reskilling than upskilling, um, is so important for people who are a little bit older if they want to get into the tech world, um, because there's a, you know, pre-existing bias. But it's not impossible, you know, because you've got experience and you've just got to leverage that. And how do you find uh, sort of, I don't know, the, the inspiration for ideas? You know, often I find if, if I'm in an office and I'm walking around and, uh, you know, I bump into Tracy from accounts or Bob from uh, marketing and then suddenly, uh, you know, you have a bit of a discussion and, and you get a new idea. Do you find that that's that kind of flow works as well when you're doing stuff on the whiteboard? Have, have you found that you can connect with people and, and, and get the new ideas that you need for creative business? 
Yeah, so it's a good point. Funnily enough, we actually built in the first product uh, an ideas ideas board feature where you can um, where you can write an idea, everyone sees it, and they can upvote it. Um, and sort of the top three get get published. Um, and there are actually quite big companies that are they, they, their whole product is idea management. So they you know to foster innovation throughout the company, and it's obviously all digital and virtual. Um, but in terms of collaborating, um, there's also different types of Slack bots, which are like sort of add-on apps onto Slack where you can discuss certain topics and ideas with your colleagues. So there's definitely, it's, it's possible. Um, but I mean, for like coming up with ideas, I find that being outside of an office, and this is just me, like, you know, if I'm able to just go for a walk in the park um, or go sit on the beach, just for an hour to, um, I can be way more creative than if I was stuck in a little cubicle. Hey, what are the, uh, the, the websites that, uh, you have to look at the resources that are out there and B, uh, what are the skills that you need to be thinking about if you want to be applying in this space? Skills specific to remote working. Yeah. So like, you know, do I need to know technology or, or Slack or all of that kind of stuff? Where, where the, you know, I, I imagine those are the things that people don't have access to. Right. Um, so in terms of learning about remote working, firstly, there's Remote Me that has uh, resources. Um, and like I mentioned, many of the remote companies like GitLab, Basecamp um, will have resources on their website, like a whole dedicated um, site for remote working. But I mean, literally, if you Google, um, you know, how to find a remote job or how to get uh, into remote working. There's thousands and thousands of articles and, and, and blogs on it. Um, and there's job boards. You know, if you search like top job boards for remote work, it'll come up, you know, remote of, um, remote co flexi jobs. Um, and the other, and, and the reason I like remote how or workplace list is because it's all in one place and they take you through, um, the entire step from the beginning to end. Um, but literally, I mean, I can send you afterwards a list of names if you like. Um, but there's loads and loads of, of, of uh, resources online. And again, if you follow people on LinkedIn or Twitter, they're all, you know, sort of like remote work influencers, um, if you like. They're always posting new ideas and new tools um and yeah, speaking about the tools, obviously Slack and Zoom and Microsoft Teams um are the most popular. Um but if you're a designer you would like you'd want to get up to speed with the remote design tools like uh, Miro or Mural. If you're a developer, you should know it already if you're a developer, but I mean any 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 type of tools that is related to your skill set or your job, if you're marketing or sales, um you know, look at remote tools. Um, I think it's remotetools.com even, and look at the specific tools for your um, for your trade before you go into an interview, and I'll be quite impressed that you know them already. And if people want to check out uh, um, Promote Me, where can they find you? PromoteMe.com. It's P-R-E, so it's PromoteMe.com. Well, there we go. Benzie Goldman, thank you so much for joining us on the show for the, today. Really appreciate uh, your time and uh, good luck with uh, all the work that you're doing in the remote working world.
Thank you. Thanks, Benji. Thanks for having me. That brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening and being with us. Thank you so much to Senna, who is the producer on the show, Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons, DJ Flo, who manages uh, the sound flow uh, on the Skype, etc. And uh, also to all of our sound engineers uh, like Vusi, who are out there to help us uh, get the show up afterwards. We will be taking the show, uh, and obviously there will be a podcast, and also putting it into a bit of a blog so that we can put all the uh, the resources together in one place, uh, and we will ask Bensi for them so that you have them if this has been of interest. Thank you so much for listening once again, and we'll chat to you next week. <laughs>